Welcome in, welcome in. It is 2024, the first RSVP of 2024. Welcome back. I hope that you had an amazing holiday season and that you are refreshed, renewed, and ready to get into these topics. You, of course, are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. This is the show where we hit all the trending topics across entertainment, sports, lifestyle, and culture. I, of course, am your host, Jill Monroe. Back for 2024. Can you believe, like, it sounds crazy to me saying 2024. Like, the further that we get into these years, it just, it doesn't even seem real. It's It seems like we're watching a movie and these are the dates they throw up on the screen. Yeah, we really should be in flying cars by now, but how would they regulate that? That's what you were going to say, Andy? <laughs> you stole my thunder. I was about to be like, I'm disappointed. It's 2024 and we ain't got no flying cars, but I think we are moving towards the flying whip see this is my thing we can't get it together on our freeways how are you going to make sure that traffic is okay in the skies how far above how do you regulate that are there stoplights in the air the flying cars like helicopters how does this all work that's what i'm trying to understand because um i have questions and really i think stuff like that is why we don't have flying cars yet just because there's a whole aspect of pollution and traffic control that is probably difficult to work through valid point Thank you. See, I'm on it. I'm on fire. Happy New Year to Shannon Thompson in the chat. Listen, if you are not already, make sure you're following us on social media. KBLA 1580. Of course, I am at Stiletto Jill everywhere. Hit me up. Say hi. Hello. Um, Listen, I did not come back into the new year without gifts. So it's the first week of 2024. You know, we are six months into RSVP. Can you believe that? Six months. You know, big up. Big up for LA. I almost said big up Brooklyn because, you know, that's what goes. But that has no meaning over here. Um, So anyway, like I said, welcoming us into 2024, I have some RSVP VIP gift packs to give away. So we're going to give away the first one in the second hour. We're not making it too complicated. Um, You know, caller two, caller three. I'm going to let Andy choose. And um, yeah, you will, if you're the lucky caller, get this gift pack um in it there are some things some t-shirts little you know items from other businesses black businesses a book some things so you know i think that i couldn't come back without gifts it's the holiday season so you know we're in kwanzaa still gotta be giving andy what's good how was your holiday short short (laughs) short but needed um, like I told you earlier, I felt like I slept the majority of that time. I didn't even do anything for uh, for New Year's Eve. Just stayed in the house. I missed the ball drop. I was like... You was knocked out sleep? I was knocked out. I, I decided, I knew I was chilling this year, that I wasn't going to do too much. But usually, you know, I'll stay up, do a little sparkling 
apple cider or something, <laughs> you know, maybe some bubbly. Nope. I was out it's very crazy. early. It's crazy because I think that was low key a thing of a lot of my friends, networks. You know, I was just like, what y'all doing? I'm in the house. I'm in the house. Really? And LL Cool J with it. <laughs> I had no regrets. I think I, it was just cool. I just needed that time to just chill and relax. I didn't need to turn up or anything like that. Me too. I just I stand down. Just, you know, maybe that's the maturity in us, you know. The simpler things on holidays, just giving thanks. Um, so, listen, like I said, second hour, you know, 800-920-1580, 800-920-1580. That is the number to call if you want to join in on any of the topics that we're going to discuss here tonight or, you know, next hour if you're trying to get that prize pack. But we'll get into that later. Let me let you know what we have on the agenda for tonight because, you know, we're fresh out. And listen, I thought about it. I was like, should I do a 2023 Top Moments recap? And I was like, I don't know. There's so much that has just happened in the meantime. So in the last hour tonight... I will go over some highlights from 2023. Um, you know, I know we're we're forward thinking people. We're ahead. 2023 so last year, so over. But we're going to hit it off a little bit and get into that. Listen. Like I said, we have a lot to discuss tonight. In hour 1, we're going to talk about comedian Justice Jess Hilarious, excuse me. She's the newest addition to the Breakfast Club, and model Winnie Harlow called her out on social media for some past comments she made. Fair or foul? We'll get into it and the circumstances surrounding it. We're also going to talk about an hour two. Uh, Lil Scrappy thinks that you guys are wrong for not supporting Papoose. He's been cheated on, allegedly, by his wife, Remy Ma, who he held down while she was incarcerated. Where's the love? Where's the support? Third hour, the third hour, we're going to get into what we're going to discuss in the third hour on the other side. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So, hour one, we're going to talk model Winnie Harlow. She called out comedian Jess Hilarious. We're also going to get into Cardi B and Offset and what's going on with them. Hour two, we're going to talk Scrappy, little Scrappy, you know, loving hip hop Atlanta. That's about to come back. Little Scrappy got his own relationship drama going on, but he says that you, the people, are not being supportive to Papoose because if Papoose was a woman, everybody'd have his back. So we're going to get into that. And in hour three, comedian. Corey Holcomb and actor Damon Wilson. Damon Wilson, he was Lamont on Sanford and Son back in the day. Corey Holcomb, of course, is a comedian. He has a podcast. I think it's called The 5150 Show. And they both have made similar statements about what it takes to make it in the entertainment industry. And they both agree that it involves bending over. So we're going to get into that in the third hour. But before we get into all of that, there's so much more. Listen, we've been on vacation. A lot is happening. You know, the drama doesn't stop. 
But before we get into all that, there's, of course, a couple of conversation starters. These are things that you need to be aware of, but we don't have time to go fully into detail. First of all, I want to send condolences out to the family of Les McCann. He is a legendary jazz pianist that's been sampled by Notorious B.I.G., Snoop Dogg, etc., etc. He passed away at the age of 88. I also want to send more love once again. I hate that we are for the third time in such a short amount of time sending condolences out to Lamisha Grindstead of 702. You know, she lost her sister Irish back in September. And a short time after that, I believe it was November, her mother passed away. And she announced on Instagram just a short time after that in December that her father passed away. So we are sending the Grimestead family and Lamisha in particular lots of love and support to all of their family, children, nieces, nephews, grandchildren, etc. And lastly, uh, also over the break, Maurice Hines, he is the brother of Gregory Hines. They were seen together in the Cotton Club film back in the 80s. They also, you know, after the Nicholas brothers, really were a tap duo that inspired a lot of people as far as the craft of tap dancing and showcasing it and keeping it alive at a time when it wasn't as popular in the past. He passed away at 80 years old. So we want to send those condolences out. Um, Listen. LeBron James had a birthday over the weekend, December 30th. You know, the king turned 39 years old. I mean, it is 21 years in the league, so obviously we can all do math. But still seems crazy that the kid from Akron is, like, cruising towards 40. And it's still about that action in the league. So Monday night, New Year's Day in Hollywood at Hyde, he celebrated his 39th birthday with a private party. Looks like the theme was 70s. And um, your guy Draymond Green was spotted there. Now we know Draymond is taking some time away from the Warriors right now to deal with his uh, emotional outbursts. And his seemingly lack of emotional intelligence. I'm not saying that Draymond doesn't have emotional intelligence. I'm just saying that it has not always been displayed on the court, especially over these past couple of months. And some people are upset. They are like, that doesn't look like you are trying to get control of your emotions and your thoughts. That looks like what we still thought. You really want to be in L.A. So just wondering do you have a problem with Draymond being suspended the Warriors did not have a game yesterday I believe that they are still at home but do you have a problem with him shooting down to LA it's only an hour flight he has a house here and partying it up with LeBron and the Lakers and whomever else was in attendance for LeBron's 39th birthday I, I don't have a problem with it but we don't want you you just want to make that clear because, you know. We don't need that drama. We Sorry. don't need that drama. No. Stick and stay. 
We'll see because, um, you know, there's a lot happening with the Warriors right now. At any rate, I'm not sure if you were watching the Sugar Bowl Monday on ESPN. But um, the Sugar Bowl took place in New Orleans, right? And so what are you going to do if you're in New Orleans or you're filming something in New Orleans? You're going to head down to Canal Street, right? You're going to go. It's almost Mardi Gras. People are always looking to get their beads, right? Well, ESPN has had to apologize because they inadvertently aired a woman flashing her breasts for beads at Mardi Gras. So, um, you know, she did it real smooth, too. I feel like, was she paying attention? Did she know the camera was there or was it really just for the beads? It's online if you're curious to check that out. But it definitely, definitely went down. Oh, I forgot to tell you who else was in the building for LeBron's party. Beyonce and Jay-Z did pop through. Anthony Davis was there. Of course, Adele, Rich Paul, you know, the usuals, AD. Um, AD had a fro wig on. So, you know, there it is. All right. So in Related, but not. I say related because it's sports news, kind of, but it's really not. So we know that Sierra and Russell have, what was it? It's been, I guess, maybe six weeks. They had their third child together, fourth overall, because they're family. And their new daughter, her name is Amora Princess Wilson. Of course, Sierra's middle name is Princess. They also gave their older daughter the middle name of Princess. So um, they recently revealed the significance of her name. And so basically, Amora means love in Italian, French, and Arabic. So her name means love. And I'm sure she's surrounded by love with her siblings. You know, Russell has been in headlines because he was benched for the Denver Broncos. He and the team's head coach, Sean Payton, formerly of the New Orleans Saints, have not been really seeing eye to eye all season. And it's been revealed that the team wanted Russ to take a pay cut and will likely be cut in March. See, this is why it's good to have a working wife because Sierra can handle the bills while Russ is dealing with this little contract situation. I'm sure somebody else will pick him up. I'm curious where they will end up. The approach and attitude towards Russell Wilson, a Super Bowl champion, um, from the beginning has been kind of sketchy. Like Sean Payton came in there throwing shots. Nobody's going to be treated special. You can't be out here doing the kissing, shaking hands and kissing babies. Uh, Like he had beef. Total disrespect. What did you say? Total disrespect. Basically, um, you know, but Russ is a class act and he is handling it with grace. And he said, God's got him. But I do wonder if behind the scenes, if Russ is not a little, he's got to be. That's he's what I'm curious about. Be. That's what I'm very curious about. I wonder if he's, you know, he's godly in front of the public or whatnot. But, you know, it's, it's something there that just makes me feel as if, like, <clears throat> maybe he's just 
too strong in his beliefs. And you think that he needs to flex a little in situations like this? I, I think he flexes behind the scenes, though, mm, but just flexes okay. differently. I mean, I don't know. It's just for the coach to go that hard on you. Like, I like what Ryan Clark said and pretty much was like, yo, uh, Sean Payton came in here like a straight gangster. Diss the former coach Man. that was on the team. And you're going to diss the, the franchise quarterback who was actually playing pretty well for you guys and winning some games. But I get it. You know, it's an organization. They're trying to save some money. So it is what it is. I mean, listen, good luck to that. But, you know, he has a pretty new baby and his wife and they'll be fine. Of course they will. Okay, so there are so many other stories, but we're going to swing back to them. I want to get into this just hilarious situation. So recently, Winnie Harlow, she's a model, and her boyfriend is Kyle Kuzma, who plays for the Washington Wizards. She, I guess, I'm not sure if this is Jess's real brother, like her blood brother or, you know, a close friend. I'm not really sure what the relation is, but he spotted Winnie at a game. And so Winnie recorded a video for Jess. And she basically said a Jess who just got awarded the third slot, Angela Yee's empty seat on the breakfast club. Jess Hilarious is now obtaining that seat. They went through a bunch of guest hosts for a year and now Jess is being brought permanently on. But we know Jess is a comedian. Yeah. So Winnie, who suffers from vitiligo, you know, she was on America's Next Top Model and persevered in spite of it and has had a very good career in an unconventional way, right? She said that she would beat Jess's behind because she made remarks about her skin. So Jess made a response, right? And she was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That really never happened. But you know, the internet never forgets. And they pulled up video of Jess commentating on Winnie's appearance. I believe it was at the Academy Awards or at an after party. And she called her Patchy. That sounds like you're talking about somebody a little bit. However, Jess is a comedian, right? Um, she just actually, I guess, completely forgot she said it. She called Winnie borderline weird and said she's never said anything about her. But she called her patchy matchy. Is there any space, especially in our current time, where we are very sensitive about how we make people feel and respect is the idea of what is comedy, what a comedian can do and get away with. Has that changed for you? Has that evolved? Or does it just depend on if you like the person, if you are impacted in some type of way by the joke? Or do you feel that, yeah, comedians have to find a different way to be funny without making fun of people or hurting one's feelings? I kind of don't understand how that happens with the sentiment. You know, I think part of the thing with comedy is to use humor to 
you know, enlighten, educate, share, compare. But sometimes it's going to sting. Sometimes it's going to be a little complicated. Again, not saying that you should be defending just calling Winnie patchy matchy. Like that is, you know, something that has to be defended as such. But just in general, the concept of joking and as the lines get tighter in, right, is it harder for comedians to go about their craft? Or do you have different expectations for them? I think about there's a new Dave Chappelle special that dropped on Netflix. And there's been a lot of conversation, once again, about it because um, Dave addresses, you know, the trans community. For I think this is the third special and the third time that he has brought it up. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people say it's giving obsessed. It's given, not given, giving, (laughs) that you might want to be here. You know, things of that nature. When I think it's more that you guys talk about him when he talks about it. So it's a vicious cycle because he knows it's going to get the people going. It's provocative. I don't know. But comedy is supposed to poke you a little bit. So I'm just wondering where we all stand on that type of issue. Not this one specifically. I can see how this one can be a little mean. But in general, how do we feel about comedy as it's evolving? Andy? I love comedy. Um, I've always said that you could hide the truth in comedy, um, even if the truth hurts. Um, I, I don't like the trend that we have going on with comedy. Just, you know, the vitriol that people are having with, with you know, certain things, certain jokes or whatnot. Um, it it reminds me of a time when um, Azalea Banks was on Wildin' Out. Oh, and she started crying. She started crying, and she was really, really upset. And I'm like, yo, you went to a comedy show. Like, you got to expect jokes on you. You know what I mean? We're we're, we're just living in highly sensitive times. And you have to proceed with caution. So listen, when we come forward, we're going to get into Cardi B and Offset. What is going on with them? Are they really separated? Is it just for press? All of that, we're going to talk about that, plus more trending topics and headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back in RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Press, 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 press. Cardi don't need no press. Listen, Cardi might need some press. Not really. You know, because we check into Cardi. She has social media in a chokehold, no matter which way she tries to take it. But we're still waiting for an album, Cardi. The follow-up. We're at, what, five, six years now? I feel like... When did Invasion of Privacy come out? 2018? 2018. Yeah, we're headed for six years, Cardi. And we've had some amazing features. You know what's crazy, though? What? I ain't even tripping if she drops another album. You don't care? I think... I don't care, but I also think she's made her mark in hip-hop. She doesn't need to drop another album. When you talk about top 10 female MCs of all time? Oh, of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Why do you say that? I think you can put her on there. Why do you say that? I just... For me, it, relevancy is big. 
Okay. And facts. And what is it? Like you said, five years later, how six years, however many years it is right now. And in a lot of ways, she's still relevant. Very much so. I mean, Cardi drops a verse. You know, Cardi's your feature on a song. You guaranteed to get some looks. However, that Bongo song, that was like one day. Man, it happens. It it does happen. But you got, you got Bodak Yellow. I mean, come on. Forever and ever. A billion views on YouTube. A- and on listen, now. Invasion of Privacy was a great debut album. It was solid. You know, my thing is sequencing. It was well sequenced. Great singles. Why are you looking like that? Because I'm going to say something controversial. Uh-oh. Okay. Harder than Little Kim's first album? Different. Harder than Foxy Brown's album. You feel that way? I do. I feel like that's not fair. Let me tell you why. Because the climate in 96 to the climate in 2018, think about it. When Lil' Kim and Foxy dropped, there wasn't, as far as mainstream hip-hop, any females talking that sex, that get money, that hustler type thing. Everything was... All hail the queen, you know, MC Light was kind of like the tomboy who could spit but was a little sexy. And, you you know, that transition that like, okay, I see you're growing up on us. Um, And they came in with, I feel like, that sex appeal, that kind of edge like meant and set the stage for a Cardi. You can, I, I don't think, you know... The, there's no Nikki. There's no Cardi. There's no Trina without Foxy and Kim and the way that they set it up. You know, the thing that I do like about Cardi is that, I mean, yeah, Cardi kind of had a crew of guys, but Cardi was just her. She is not birthed out of any male hip hop movement. So, I mean, that's big. Everybody else was from a crew, you know. And she was not, she is like one of the early social media rappers. If you think about it, just because she was popular on social media just for talking her stuff. And then she came to Love and Hip Hop and had some classic moments. You beef with me, we have beef forever. You know, that was a moment. That was a vibe. And and put out a solid album. I would like to see another album from her, though. But I'm not placing it above Hardcore or Il Nana just because, no, you can't do that. By that logic, LeBron James will never be the GOAT to you. Not that I'm saying that he's the GOAT. I understand that. Um, or by that logic, you could say Michael Jordan is not the GOAT. Why? Because you had Dr. J. Or no, you no, had... no, 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 that's not, that's, that's not, I understand that logic. I'm not saying that. I just, I, I feel like one, that's a different circumstance. I, I, but I do feel like too, though, I think that people get too stuck trying to compare overall eras. Sure. Because I, I feel like, you know, what Jordan did, what Magic and Bird did before that, what Kobe did in the segue in between to get us to LeBron. Kobe gets no love in the conversation. And, and and it's crazy to me because, listen, 
Kobe was, I understand he came up against, you know, the Spurs. He was playing at the same time as Spurs, but no shade to Tim Duncan, my fellow Taurus brother who held it down. We don't like the Spurs this way. But, you know, that was a thing. Tim Duncan had the luxury of having the same coach his entire career. Kobe Bryant had, what, like three or four, so he had to learn the triangle offense. Rudy Tomjanovich for, like, half a season. Mike Brown, like, Kobe had probably, like, seven coaches. Dale Harris when he first got into the league. So I think that, and all of those things make a difference. All of those things matter. And so LeBron is a goat, but I feel like goats come in herds at this point. So when we try to lock something down, I think we do ourselves a disservice in comparing the errors because one, we all stand on the shoulders of those that came before us. And two, it's just different things, you know, like the rules of the league are different. Um, the environment is different. Like now, if we go back to our original topic from Cardi to Kim and, and those others, no social media, pure album sales, you know, that's a different beast. I mean, I, I can say this comfortably. Nobody will ever touch the hymn of Michael Jackson. Ever. I agree. You will never see that type of mania. You will never, even with as crazy as the Beehive is, the Barb's, the Navy, I don't, what are Cardi's stands called? I don't even know. But as crazy as all of those people are, listen, Michael Jackson had grown men fainting at the sound of his voice, right? So I, I just think that, um, you know, some things just exist in there. I know you have to move things off to make room for new things as we roll on or whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm not putting, and, and, I say this with fully saying I think Invasion of Privacy was a great album, start to finish, singles, da 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 well put together. But I just think the setup, and you got to think, Kim and Foxy were competing against each other, low-key, on the lowest of keys, dropped the same day, a week apart, whatever it was, with the same outfit on inside the thing. I can't put Cardi above them. But listen, that's not what we wanted to talk about. So when we come forward, I am going to talk to you about Cardi B and Offset and their breakup. Cardi cursing out her fans. And then what she says she had to handle on New Year's Day and New Year's Eve, actually. And why that does not mean that she and Offset are back together. We're going to get into all of that and more on the other side. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So I don't know if you guys saw, but Cardi, she said that, you know, her and Offset are done deal, done. She took to Instagram Live and was frustrated and upset saying how, you know, she's tried and tried and tried to be the bigger person, so on and so forth. And, you know, it just wasn't coming together. Right. And then Cardi and Offset were spotted out in New York and her fans were going in on her, which is crazy to me because even though we may be tired of their antics, they are husband and wife. 
And so even if they have a riff, and yes, I understand, leave us out the group chat sometimes. But if a couple, a married couple, is making an attempt to work out their marriage, the vows, they literally say, you know, through better or worse, till death do us part. That That's part of the whole package. So you're probably supposed to try and work through those bumps in the road, those issues when things go wrong. Yes? Yes. However, Cardi's fans, listen, I don't know who has a more abusive relationship with their fans, Cardi or Doja Cat, because Cardi went off on her fans in Twitter spaces saying, did I say we were back together? Basically, get off my back. Leave me alone. You know, I'm trying to work through this. Well, both Cardi and Offset were booked to perform at the Fountain Blue for New Year's Eve. And we later saw video of them in the strip club together celebrating. So Cardi wants you guys to mind your business. She did share that, you know, she needed some New Year's Eve eggplant. And y'all can't say anything to her about it or be mad because that's what she needed. She said, and I quote, was I clubbing with my baby daddy? Yes. Did I get um, knocked down on New Year's Eve? Yes. I needed to be knocked down on New Year's Eve. I feel like we were vibing and we had a good time. But she made it clear. She said that they are not back together, but they're working on their issues and they're going to go to therapy. And I mean, I think that's a real thing. You know, you have to remember how young Cardi B and Offset are. In the grand scheme of things in life, they are not young of the earth in theory. You know, they're both over 30, but they are young as far as, you know, their relationship, the marriage, everything came rather quickly. And also at the height of when they were in their careers. So I think all of that plays a role in what's happening and then, you know, once again, as Tyler and others, you know, suggest bus drivers and men that make less. I'm just joking with this, but I'm just pointing out, you know, Cardi felt, well, not Cardi felt, some felt that Offset was, you know, a little jealous at times of Cardi's success that at some time he would, you know, purposely maybe throw a little salt in the game. Because he was a little jelly that she was the bigger star. I don't know if that's the case or not. But I know that all of those life events happening in the space of what the last six years relatively quickly. You know, their daughter culture is five. Their son Wave is two. Marriage. One blockbuster album. A couple of Migos albums and a solo joint. It's a lot of pressure. So, you know, I say give them a little bit of grace, even though they yell at us online. And it might be not what we think a marriage should be, but I say give them a chance to work it out. And understandably, if you want to be taken out the group chat, you know, put them on mute. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. We'll see what I, I don't think... But do you think 
I know there's been a lot of conversation because Nikki just dropped their her album and some people feel like Cardi was doing the breakup rumors to get some attention on her. I really don't think so. I think she's been sort of teasing new music, trying to find that hit, that sound, kind of searching for what's next for her. And so I don't think that drawing attention and utilizing the cheating baby daddy story again, I don't think that that's what she wants for this next cycle. I don't feel like... And I know it's attention, court attention at all costs, but I really feel like Cardi just has to open her Instagram and she's going to get attention at this point. So I don't think that right now today, I'm not saying at any point in time, I'm not saying forever, but right now here today, I don't think she needs to do the stunts and shows because there's nothing to follow it up with. You know, I mean, you could go stream, you know, <laughs> Bodak Yellow again and make it, Two billion and one, that's a choice, right? So we'll see what happens, what develops with the couple. Um, if Offset is still on his Michael Jackson obsession. By the way, though, Cardi looked really nice on New Year's Eve. I like the dress that she was rocking. Um, you know, contacts are contacts making a comeback, or do they just pop out every now and again for whatever? I don't know. Um, I did at one point in time rock the contacts, but you know, it was just a phase. It was fashion, not because a desire or anything else. I just thought it was something to do, but I can't see myself swinging back around to <laughs> that type of life. Not right now, at least doesn't match. Um, I will say though that Cardi's fans, you know, they feel like Cardi needs to calm down. One of her fans said, Cardi B is defaming me and causing people to attack me online. This was the, one of the first people that posted the photos that were spotted of Cardi and um, Offset out in New York. She said that she's contacted her attorneys and that they were on their way to an emergency psychiatrist, that it was the worst day of their life because a celebrity was using their online platform to engage in cyberbullying of a private citizen. And please stop. Amen. Y'all got to stop throwing these shots and then getting surprised when the celebrities who are human too pops you back. You can't do that. Be as brave as you were when you were making the comment and show the type of tough skin you think that they should have when you are dissecting and throwing your commentary in on their personal situation and only know a smidgen of what's really going on. We got to be for real about that. You know, I know that that person is probably saying that because they're like, oh, lawsuit next. But listen, you got lawsuit money. It takes money to file a lawsuit unless your lawyer, you know, wants to do it pro bono. But you got to have a slam dunk case in most cases for something like that to go down. And you crying wolf after you tried to bully a bully probably isn't going to cut it. That's just my thought. Speaking of, you know, we know that Cardi filed a lawsuit against YouTuber Tasha K and won a $4 million judgment. Cardi's not playing any games. She is ha She has petitioned the court to have them look into what business ventures Tasha is associated with that are not 
you know, necessarily on the up and up. Her husband's businesses. How is she being paid from a YouTube channel? Because she wants to force that judgment into play. And ironically enough, Tasha K might be dealing with another lawsuit from another high-profile celebrity. We're going to get into that in hour two. <coughs> Excuse me. We're also going to get into, I thought that this was really interesting. Lil Scrappy says that you guys are not holding Papoose down after he <laughs> held Remy Ma down when she was incarcerated. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk a little bit about that and ask, you know, where's the respect for a man that held it down and is being cheated on? I have a theory about why men don't get more sympathy in those situations, but we're going to talk about it. Of course, we're going to get into, you know, more trending topics and headlines as we do. We're going to talk a little bit about Megan the Stallion. She has a new collection coming out. We're going to circle back to that Simone Biles topic that popped off about two weeks ago. Um, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but <coughs> I got some things to say about that as well. Excuse me. I had a little cough there. We're going to get into all of that and more on the other side. And don't forget. In hour two, we have the VIP pack giveaway. So make sure you are locked in. You are listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. News and sports is up next. Can you- 